Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two favorite hosts, most beautiful hosts on the entire planet, the tallest, biggest-hearted, Christmas-loving hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful afternoon for a podcast. Yeah, on afternoon. I mean, it's on Thursday it. now. <laughs> well, yes. Also, I just every time I see that tree, it just reminds me of Christmas. That's why I, I said know. that. Obviously, we, we love so all good. holidays. We, we we never turn down an excuse to celebrate a holiday. Uh, but I'm wearing green. I'm wearing Christmas green, pine green right now, uh, which is very festive. Very merry mama. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> You know, I went to I went to Meyer the other day. I don't know if you guys have Meyer around you. We do not have Myers. Wait, is it Meyer? Uh, I thought it was plural. Is it just I think singular? it's just a singular oh, Meyer. I thought it was Myers. I don't know. But the things that Meyer owns would make it Myers stuff. But I don't remember. I have to I have to get clarity on that, but I believe it's just Meyer. And I went to go buy these uh like elf sock uh shoes that i was gonna wear to work one day uh-huh. uh and the, the sign said 5.99 and i get up to the front and they were 24.99 so i'm like i, I like even i close. like these but i i don't i don't 25 dollars like these i right. i five dollars like them <laughs> so i didn't get them oh you didn't ask them I, to pay to give it to you no i i i said fuck it i'm 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 out for that reason i'm out so Anyways, hello everyone. Uh, this is not the normal day. It's Friday, TGIF, not TGIT today. Um, but I did just want to share with you guys uh, a little bit. We are a day late uh, because of me. Um, my wife, Jessica, and I made the tough decision to send our little boy, General Grievous, our little doggy boy, uh, over the Rainbow Bridge. Um, he lost a couple-year battle to uh, epilepsy. He's been dealing with it for a couple of years. Um, and uh, sweet, sweet Kelsey was was so, so quick with, uh, uh, yeah, let's, that's fine. You're good. Um, well, I tried to I talk was... to you last week and be like, let's <laughs> think about this. And Carmen, yeah. in his wisdom, was like, I think I'll be okay. And I was like, okay. And I... Yeah just kind of anticipated a little bit because I've also unfortunately lost animals and it is the worst part about having animals is that at one point you don't get to have them anymore. Um, and especially with Grievous, he was, he was also an integral part of our lives when we lived close together. Um, so it was a hard day for all of us. Yeah. Obviously the hardest for you, but I hate it. I also was telling Jessica, I just like hated not being able to be there for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, we're 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 very fortunate um, that so many of our friends and and on a, thank you. I know you guys um, you guys got us some some flowers and a card and that was just so so sweet. We we came home from from yeah. the vet and it was there, and we were just sitting there. Uh, a lot of crying um, at one point. Um, we we got up to to leave, and we were like leaving and. Uh, and I just laid back down on the floor again, and I just was like completely like stomach to the floor, sprawled out in the in the vet office uh, with yeah. with him and, and his body. And you know, I don't want to make this a downer, but I just <laughs> want to thank you guys for your patience. Um, I so, think it's good so, to be real. Yeah, um, so many of you, uh, especially those of you who are with with us in Patreon, um, have said so many kind things and direct messaged me, and I appreciate it. Uh, so many people from Instagram 
who follow the show uh, saw my post, uh, who follow me, who follow the show saw my post, uh, were very, very kind. And I just can't thank you guys enough for how much that means uh, to me. Um, but yeah, it, it sucked. And we have this, there's this table downstairs that uh, Grievous chewed the corner of <laughs> like very early on. It was before, like he, we'd gotten, we'd had him for like a week and a half. And one day Jessica fell asleep on the couch and he started chewing on the table and she woke up to him chewing on the table. And uh, even today I was downstairs watching the episode before recording this and I looked at it and I got a little emotional because yeah. it's, you know, it's like a lasting thing that it's, you know, we'll have that little area as long as we have the table. But so, yeah, we're here. We are Friday, Friday morning. And we're talking about dogs. Kelsey, hopefully maybe getting a getting a dog. Yeah, maybe. we put in an application for a dog because it just happened to come up on. Um, I made the mistake of following a local pet rescue. So they post <laughs> pictures every time they have new dogs. Gotcha. And uh, they posted one. Uh, it was a Doberman. And I just happened to show it to Michael because he loves Dobermans. That's one of his like dream dogs and i'm always been on the like into like we always just went to the pound growing up people have different views on this whatever um we just always went to the pound growing up and i was like the only way you're ever gonna get a purebred dog is if i just find one at a pound or there's like one at a rescue that needs rescuing there happens to be so we put in an application but we'll see yeah it's a puppy which is not really what i'm looking for but might be what happens (laughs) Yeah, it's dogs, the the way they come into your life and the way they impact it is obviously so, so very wild. It's we we were in the car driving away from the vet and we had we had talked going into that whole situation about how uh, we, we were going to wait until after the wedding in August or July to get another dog. And as we're sitting there, I'm sitting at, the, at a turn lane at a at a light. And I just out loud say, Jessica, I think I want to go to the Humane Society right now today and get another dog. And she goes, we should maybe give it Sometimes, a second. Um, <laughs> grief, grief is weird. Uh, grief and we just did a whole episode from, to make, gra- from Grace. To make big life choices. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we didn't do that. But I did I did keep, I'm, I'm still looking with, with breeders and keeping up to date with the Humane Society uh, shelters near our house as well. So yeah, when we didn't have a house... Um, the Humane Society near us posted that they had gotten a litter of Great Danes. And I said, mm. Michael, you better count your lucky stars that we don't have a house right now because there would be no conversation. I would have gotten that dog. One of them. If not as many as they would give me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a fleet of Great Danes. <laughs> That's all I want. Goodness. That's why I want land. Michael wants land to have land. I want land so I can fill it with dogs. <laughs> yeah, and they each get their own house, and they know which house to go into at the end of the night. Some and some Highland cows for them to be friends with. <laughs> yes, and a couple llama for good good measure. Oh, yeah, always love a llama. Yeah, just to spit on you. And yeah, rolling down. Uh, yeah, anytime you're down, oh, llama just fucking spit on me, please. Uh. So. Anyways, Grey's Anatomy, uh, but just, yeah, we wanted to thank you all for that. Uh, but without uh, further ado, please make sure to uh, to to follow all of the Instagram, uh, the pages, the at Grey's Academy pod, at Carmen.Gabriel.Official, at Catically Kelsey. We post all of our updates on the Grey's Academy uh, Instagram there. If you want to send an email to Kelsey, send it to Grey's Academy pod at gmail.com. And 
Also, so much Patreon content is coming out. The Discord has been absolutely on fire. We added a new uh, chat thread mm-hmm. for for personal stuff because we're trying to create an awesome community. And um, so far, so good. So far, so good. And and no spoilies even in that page. So mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash Gray's Academy pod. Please make sure to do that. We love getting to see uh, new members coming in. And we've got a lot of private practice content coming up. And with that, Kelsey, I'll turn it over. I don't know if we have any. Sh- we got we have one shout out, right? We had uh, the person who sent you, you screenshot that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also um, have I have I have another shout out, too. Yes, Becca. Different Becca than the last Becca that was shouted out. Messaged me and was like, oh, I was listening to the podcast. She recently found us, so she's getting caught up. And Carmen said, shout out to Becca. You know who you are. And she said, I am Becca and I do know who I am, but I had not talked to either one of you. And it was before I started listening. So I knew it wasn't for me. So shout out to that Becca. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, Becca. She sent me the screenshot. Also, I think she just followed me too which on, on Instagram. So thank you for that. Uh, also, Nina, uh, you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> you are the one who's going for your social work degree because the world needs more social That's workers. So cool. Yes. And uh, we were we were messaging back and forth for a while, and um, she also feels the same way about Derek that you do. And uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no, we I really appreciate. It. We had a, lo- a lot of good back and forth conversations, um, and I'm hoping uh, the rest of you guys out there listening are just feeling all of the warmth in this in this winter season from our podcast. Just keep keep it coming. Yeah, Becca says she um, she listens in two different places because she listens on one to get caught up. And then on the other app, she like re-listens to help fall asleep. And I was like, that is amazing that we help yeah. people fall asleep. As I, two I people hope who that are she's... huge fans of sleep, as we discussed last week. Yes. That made me feel, I was like, wow, I am doing good in the world <laughs> if I am helping people sleep. The last thing that I want, though, is for someone to uh, be like on the cusp of dozing into those those uh, those sleepy, <laughs> sleepy cloud lands. And, and then, then they just scream. hear me yelling, living in Shondaland. <laughs> Maybe that living it was in so close has been in people's dreams because you're singing it while they're asleep. Oh, goodness. Speaking of, can I can I just give one little one more little uh, dog story just yes. to make you all at home cry? <laughs> uh, so the, the day after. Grievous, um, and we've been we've been showing Marlo this this doggy heaven book that, that we got from school. The next day, so this is Tuesday. Jess uh, ends up keeping Marlo home and works from home that day because Marlo had a cough and Jess had a cough and they're working from home. Whatever. Marlo takes a nap, wakes up, and Jess goes, "How did you sleep, Marlo?" And she said, "Good." And Jess goes, "Did you have any dreams?" And Marlo goes, mm, "Yeah." And Jess goes, well, what'd you dream about? And Marlo unprompted goes, my doggy. And just daggers, just fucking daggers. Um, for days. Because there's a line in that book where uh, it talks about how how God walks the dog back to Mm -hmm. earth and and checks in on everyone. And when they're content after they sniff around and make sure to mess with the cats uh, to, to play jokes on them, then he goes back to heaven. And... It makes sense that he waited waited no time to come yeah. back and check on Marlo. That does track for Grievous. Yeah. He's a loving, so. loving, loving gentleman. Yes, yes. But that's it. No more dog stories today. No one you get you put your tears tears away. If you gotta blow your nose, it's only because you're sick like me. Everything else, no more no more crying. 
You're so nasally. Who would I am. It's your it's, podcast. You're so nasally. I'm going to blow my nose right now. Um, so uh, this is the fourth episode of the sixth season. It is episode 106 overall. And it is called Tainted Obligation, which is a song, allegedly. <laughs> yes. So Tainted Obligations. It is It is a song. Um, it is written... So the link that you sent me was by REM. It's yeah, not that's actually what the site. But then when I was trying to find it, uh, yeah, I saw you do it. You do it. Okay. So <laughs> technically it is by a, uh, a duo of Michael Stripe from the band REM and Matthew Sweet. And this was written in 1983 under their duo name. Uh, Community Trolls was the name that they went by. So Tainted Obligation, it was released um, uh, in, in a little bit of a compil. It was, it was going to be released as a compilation album, and it actually didn't get released. It was only brought out in bootleg. So it was like there was like a cassette of it that was floating around, and people had recorded the cassette and then released it. It was 2002. It kind of uh, came out, and uh, they had done a couple of other Community Trolls songs throughout the time, but... Um, Obviously, Michael Stripe with R.E.M. had gone on and have that career. Matthew Sweet had gone on to have their separate career. But the, this whole time took place uh, in the in the uh, uh, the the Athens, uh, Georgia scene. So there was mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot of things that happened and and things that went down. But they always stayed kind of they they stayed friends through this. But yeah, it's, it's a bootleg song, um, which is very interesting to me. Uh, that it, it made that that release. But um, there's the lyrics were very interesting, though. So uh, I saw the shoals at night with the moon above. I felt an obligation and heard your voice again. If you were here once, you were here a hundred times. If I reached out tonight, I found I couldn't fight it. If you were here once, you were here a hundred times. Just interesting stuff. It's 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 a, it's good lyrically, um, but there's no way to download it for me off of iTunes. So it did not make yeah. it to the library. But even if it could, it wouldn't. I'm so sorry. Wow. Shout out to out my dad, stars. who's like a huge, huge REM fan. Has and seen he, them in did concert. Did he know like, it? Did he know the song? Like I haven't asked oh. him, but he's seen them in concert like I think like 13 times, including their final their final tour. Respect, respect. Um, so I grew up listening to R.E.M. I'm a huge R.E.M. fan just because like it like I remember all the albums from growing up. Um, I love that. And I was reading when I was trying to find it because I was like, I don't know this song. And I know like a lot of R.E.M.'s catalog. Um, and I was reading that it kind of the the reason that it came back out so many years later is because they remastered, you know, they started recording in like the 80s. So they remastered so many of their albums later on with, you know, to make it sound better. Cause it just does sound better now. Right. Um, Technology. And so all that I thing. think they were toying with putting it on one of the remasters and that's kind of how it came back up to life and it didn't get on one of those albums, but that's how it made its way to the world wide web. But it was interesting yeah. to me that a song that is lesser known was the song that was, this was named for. And when I was searching for it, there aren't really other songs with this name. Like when I searched it yeah. in Apple Music, nothing came up. Nothing Not came like up. Yeah. Other bands, nothing. So it's interesting. Like I wonder if there was someone who was like also a diehard R.A.M. fan who who already kind of knew the backstory of this, and uh, that's how they ended up with it. But, yeah, and obviously yeah. it's a whole theme of 
the episode of right, yeah. What do you do or not do? What's your obligation? Is, yeah. And I, what's you know, yeah. I mean, I think tainted obligation is like a very good descriptor, at least for the for the Thatcher part of it, for sure. Yeah, I feel I feel so. Meredith and I are for sure in sync on this in this episode. It's a very good episode. So, uh, where do you want to where do you want to start? Well, let me go through the facts and then we'll get. Oh yeah, that's right, it. that's right. We have to do that. That's <laughs> this um, is an episode that we are right. totally prepared for. Um, I got okay. So written by Jenna Bands, directed by Tom Verica, also known as um, Sam Keating. Sam Keating. I always forget his first name. I always want to yeah. call him like Paul Keating. I don't know why. Ugh. Um, aired October eighth, two thousand nine. Fourteen point one three million views. And the Netflix synopsis is. Um, when Meredith and Lexi's father return to the hospital, returns to the hospital with a failed liver, it's up to Meredith to save his life. And I would call that a spoiler. <laughs> that is the whole episode that spoils everything. Although, um, let me tell you, I there's a this episode, good episode. Um, but my favorite, I think my favorite character of all time in Grey's Anatomy so far exists in this episode. Hold on. Oh, the old man. My, I think he's Irving. my favorite patient so far. Irving? I love that storyline. And I, while I was watching it, I was like, Carmen's going to love this. Oh, absolutely. I, also, I really, for some reason, thought that that had already happened. And I don't know why. I, I think I find this storyline, and honestly, this episode in general, for what it is and for it to like not be like a huge huge thing i find this episode to be very memorable and so i think i thought it already had happened because i just think about this episode a lot it's very like uh what it lacks in drama it makes yeah. up for in kind of just life yeah like relatability and like just good solid points good performances like good stuff yeah. mr waller a fucking dog yeah. my guy love this guy all right yeah, let's uh also so many people dropped off. George is dead and all the George stands said, I don't want to watch this show anymore. Yeah, it was like 14. Really? That's like low. Got to pump those numbers up here, guys. Maybe they should have killed someone else. I did think <laughs> I, I want you to know. Uh, well, uh, I don't really want to start with Lexi and Meredith and Thatcher. No. Where do well, you want to start? Start. Is he Hunt and cancer guy yeah Ugh. do not like izzy in this episode i don't this this i feel like comes shows how you can take something that is normally like like optimism <laughs> right you think that's like a great trait and i'm not saying it's not but i am saying there is a point where you have to like you can't just be like hope for the best yeah. And that's this point. And I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I didn't hate Izzy in some parts, but definitely uh, the, in, in regard to the patient and Hunt, Hunt, well, I guess we're skipping to the end, but Hunt, Hunt's right. Hunt, good episode for Hunt. Did you, 
at what did you think the patient was going to die and if yes at what point did you think he was going to die the first time i looked inside of him and saw the glue bottle inside of him yeah that was bad that dude that dude's dying there's nothing it's it's like a it's like uh the the spider scene in lord of the rings when he's going it through really the cave. Was. it's nuts uh so i was like there's no there i mean cool if they can save him and when when they started throwing percentages in there and they said well He's a 13% survival rate. And as he's like, I had five. I was like, okay, you just jinxed this guy. You just compared him. It's and Hunt even says when it's a one in a million thing, you can't. Yeah. Like you look at, you know, cause Izzy's standing right here and and you can be like, look at me. You know, I was one in a million. Why can't. Well, because you were, if you can't, if you can be, then you have to go through a million people before someone else can be. That's how odds work. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's numbers on. That's on Ugh. statistics. Yeah, you can't. You can't. They they must not teach math in in that uh, medical school that she also, went to. What I have um, for Owen in this one is I like that he he still uses it as an opportunity to teach, and he, but he takes the he's like it was my fault. Like I should have, you know thought better of it and i let you talk me into it he was like first of all i put you on this case which i thought you were ready and you weren't and then i let you talk me into this thing that i didn't want to do he was like i I, it was a me and i mean like obviously he is mad at izzy but he's also mad at himself for basically like believing which obviously with doctors and surgeons and especially when you get into like terminal diagnoses and stuff you do want a certain amount of hope, but you also like, it has to be such a fine line if you're in the medical field of hoping. And then like, well, if I do this and hope, you know, will I cost this person? Like they said, like the couple months that he had left, or I could do it and then give them much longer. Like, you know, but I think oftentimes it's more left to the patient to decide, but this time I think they put a little too much. Izzy was just, I was not on her side. Yeah, I I wasn't on Izzy's side for. Let me let me let me backtrack. I like how she phrased it in the first time. She said, "Look, if the patient doesn't want it, I'll shut up and I won't go back." Because I think Izzy has crossed some of those lines before, where Absolutely. they say no and then she pushes it. And I I hope in I'm in my head, my I'm choosing to believe that if they said no, she wouldn't go back and fight it in that storyline because of what she's been through now. But ultimately, she did. They gave this guy the options. He he chose to do the surgery, and he lost a couple of months. Yeah, you never want to lose time. Time is even. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about, and it's something that's been on my mind a lot naturally these last couple of of days. And I think if there was anyone in our life where you had the chance to to gain years or lose months i think that's the high risk high reward that you have to take yeah but if that's not you then the doctors have to respect that and i think that's where they were at they gave the guy the option and they said okay you're 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 choosing this but I mean, they knew going into it it was to the extent but as someone without medical training you're also trusting the doctors being like well if they're giving me this option, then like there has to be a good chance that it will work. 13% is not that good though. Yeah. But who, who knows how it was presented? Cause originally That's... 
Like if you say there's nothing I can do and then you come back and be like, well, there is something I can do. I'm going to be like, oh, how sure are you? Because you were pretty sure a minute ago when there was nothing. So. Well, science has come a long way in the last five minutes. So. Oh, right. 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 You forget about that. Um, So it's, it's just a bummer. But he he wasn't married. They weren't. They they were not married. Uh, makes it worse. Uh, it makes it better. It makes it worse that he had a ring. Yes, it makes it worse. And then that Izzy tells her, ah, uh, kind of, kind of mean. I mean, she would have found it when she was cleaning out all this stuff. Anyways, at Maybe. least that way she knows that he like was telling other people, you know, I do, I I do have a ring and I do want to propose and I do love her. I don't know. For those of you out there who are screaming at your phone asking Carmen, where do we know this guy from? Uh, We know him from new Amsterdam. He is one of the guys, one of the main characters in new Amsterdam. Uh, I don't remember exactly his name, but he is a senior is a main character though. Well, it's been, I don't remember any of the people's names from that show at this point, uh, but it, I've, I've watched it through once and I need to go back and rewatch it because I remember it being very good. But then there were episodes that were coming out on Hulu weekly and we stopped staying live on them. Right. But he's a main character and he was a senior, he was a senior level doctor. He was one of the heads of, I think he was head of cardio, actually. I think he was head of cardio in, in New Amsterdam. So... Uh, he I recognized him right off the bat. So if any of you have watched New Amsterdam, don't spoil the end of the show, but I have watched a lot of it to remember what what happened with that show. That was a good show too. You sh- you would you would like that one a lot, Kelsey? I think. Also, I just um remembered that we need to pay our respects to Captain Holt. Andre Brower uh, also passed away. Mm. That was very upsetting. I almost yeah. texted you and I was like, I don't want to text him this because <laughs> I know he's already sad about the other thing. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, who texted me? Our dear friend, our dear friend Lauren sent me that text, but it was, yeah. it was the day after? It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday, yeah. Luckily, Tuesday, I was at work all day, so I was pretty distracted. So That's good. I would. I, Sometimes I handled the distraction it. is welcome. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's sad. I, was, I actually haven't looked into it. Did, we, did they describe what happened? They was said there a cause brief of death? illness, um, but there mm-hmm. wasn't much information put out when I first saw it. Um, I actually spurned a interesting conversation between myself and Michael, and I was thinking like, when you're a celebrity or um, a person in like a public figure, like I got I got a CNN alert on my phone about it. And I just wonder, like, you know, they work with so many people over the course of their careers. And like, yes, they have people that they're close with and and friends and family. But you just wonder how many people that like they are friends with that find out like online like that. Well, think about Chadwick Boseman. The only people who knew he was sick were the people who were in his family, immediate family. Yeah. Yeah. The dude was on the set of Avengers doing flips and none of them knew. Yeah. Anyways, I was just, it was an interesting conversation that we had just about when you're in the public eye and you pass away and, and the way that we consume news and go, everything has to be breaking news. And cause I feel like oftentimes when someone in your family passes away, you know, you, you tell people 
like you you know and the word travels that way but not you know a cnn alert but although i will say when my yeah. grandfather passed away because he was a million and he was very involved alert. involved in the community like the day after or maybe like a day and a half later in the news there had already been a it wasn't the obituary there had been like an article written about it because again he was like very active in the community and like he had lived here for a very long time and my mom was like i don't know how they found out but saves me from having to tell a whole lot of people so <laughs> but like i think the guy who wrote it had been close with my grandfather so she was i mean it was very like well written and it, it honored him very well she nice. was like you know but she was like oh okay <laughs> That's like she that's the kind of legacy like, I want. All right. I want people to write a news article about me when I die. That's mm-hmm. that's all I want. I don't want much in life, but I'm thinking like yeah. a, a CNN alert. <laughs> Just a alert. casual CNN Apple yeah. News alert. <laughs> Breaking news. Former Gallery 81 frontman <laughs> and Grey's Academy co-host Carmen dies tragically in a skydiving accident at the age of 213. You would never skydive. Oh, I would skydive. I would. I would really? skydive. That Absolutely. is shocking to me. I'm not afraid of skydiving. You don't think that you would break your hand somehow if you did skydiving? No, no. I would. I would. I would. I would do that. People break so. bones skydiving. If they land wrong, then you break bones. It's not that hard to land wrong. Hmm. Didn't know that. <laughs> Hello, I'm here to be a Debbie Downer. Well, maybe I'll do the indoor skydiving first and see how yes, that feels. Yes, that feels, that feels a lot safer, like over a trampoline. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I stopped fishing so much was because I didn't want the hooks to get caught in my fingers. I never had that, but one time when I was fishing, I did have a knife because I was trying to, I don't remember if I was cutting the fishing line or like getting, trying to use it to get a fish off of a hook. And some idiot that I was fishing with took the knife out of my hand and like really sliced my finger open. It was one oh. of those things where... You have like the adrenaline before anything else. And I would just remember looking at it and being like, no way is this all my blood. (laughs) (laughs) And like not even feeling pain being like, this cannot be good. Yeah. We did not go to the hospital. And in retrospect, I probably should, but I didn't need stitches or anything. So, no, I mean, maybe I did, but I didn't get them. So. Anyway, so the guy dies and (laughs) the cancer guy dies. He ends up, uh, there's an intense Back and forth in the end, someone flatlines. Yeah. We are led to believe it's either him or Thatcher mm-hmm. or both. Yeah. Turns out it's him. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When it comes to, like, rewatching this, do mm-hmm. you, you pretty much remember who lives, who dies, and who tells your story, right? Oh, like, so you kind of. And who tells my story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, we're, we, I got you. Uh, when you even said something about public eye, I was like, I am just a guy in the public guy <laughs> to do right from my republic. Anyways, um, so do you remember every person as you look at them? You're like, oh, yeah, that guy dies. Oh, that guy dies. I heard I you. Feel like or for the most like, part, Ooh. I do remember. But like I said last week, I was really convinced that that mom died. Uh, I don't remember why, the but mom, I really thought she did. Mom, but for the most which, part, which mom? Um, Who's? Oh, the mom of the um, schizophrenic son. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I really well, thought she he lived. died. I'm glad. He, I'm glad she didn't. Um, but I really remembered her dying. Uh, but for the most part, I would say that I do remember if people live or die. Uh, this one I definitely remembered because uh, I remember sad. the whole thing with Izzy fighting and being like, "I was five percent." Um, 
but I like when Hunt says you cannot be a doctor and a patient in here. You have to choose like, cause she's using yeah. her story as a patient on the doctor side. And I, f- I mean, he's right. Like you got to remove that cause they teach you odds in medical school for a reason. So you can't stand there on your odds as a patient as though that is like the platform for all of your decision-making moving forward. Cause it just can't be right. Or if you're a doctor and you've seen it happen one time, you can't just assume that everyone is going to be the same thing. Um, I, I was a little unclear at what, what the scar tissue, what, how it had happened to form. I had yeah. never seen a case that looked like that where the scar tissue was like a spider web physically in yeah, there. I don't so, know because they, Owen said he originally was in a car accident and oh. when he came in and Owen found the abdominal whatever and then he's been in like three times and this was his like fourth. So I don't know if he was getting treatment or Got like it. what was going on leading up to that, but it it was bad. Interesting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, any other things for that guy? I I don't know. I, I, I thought it was uh, a little bit rough telling the lady at the end, but it makes sense because if it was yeah. me cleaning out stuff, I would have just thrown away the mouth guard. I just thrown it. With, he was in the case. So I would have just thrown it away. Now she doesn't throw away a ring. Um, but eight years, eight years they were together. I, I just I made, don't know if it does if it makes it better that they weren't married. Like I just don't know how that makes it better. Can you explain your weird ass thought? Just to me, the 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 marriage piece is is the the final thing like I I also I'm not saying that my traumas are okay to pass on to anyone else but I very much believed that up until the I do's I am single no matter what Jessica and I if we needed to part ways even while we were engaged I am single until I am married and now should, we are you should clarify because that really sounds like you mean you're allowed to sleep with anybody until no, no 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 I just there was there was I know a that's different not what you mean. <laughs> right I just need you to clarify to be clear, I was I have never cheated on Jessica. I we were very exclusive even through long distance for 6 years, all of that. What I mean by that is there is there is no there was always a little bit of a a wall or on my end from like the the heart perspective. Uh again, probably because of my my childhood upbringing. Um but there was it was a mentality of I am not connected to anyone until I am physical married, physically married, and then it is together everything for the rest of our lives. And that was how I just saw it. So that's kind of where my head is at here. They weren't married. They were not even they were not even engaged. They were just together eight years with a condo. So yeah, I feel like I have to disagree. That's with not you. minimizing. That's not minimizing love. That's just that's just my per. That's 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 my truth personally. I yeah, would never I just, project that on anyone else. I that just, feel to me, makes as it though easier. there's a good chance that's not the majority opinion. Totally. Totally get it. Yeah. yeah. I recognize that. I will that. say I don't think anything changed when we got married. Like, I don't feel even, like anything changed. Even when I was moving to Florida for Jessica, I, I, if, if something happens where we broke up before we got married... I was ready to, okay, all right, whatever we got to do. I mean, it would have sucked. I'd have been sad. But I think that was just, again, the mental wall that I had built up in my life. But it's obviously, it doesn't even exist anymore. And then if there was any wall that existed past that from what my parents had gone through, Marlo just to destroyed everything. So <laughs> um, a little puddle in a good of way. mud. In a good way. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. love her so much. Yeah. 
Mm. Anyways, uh, we should take a take a break. We should take a break for uh, yeah. a little bit of a regional sponsor message. Uh, we'll be back after these messages and uh, make sure to to buy whatever they sell you because this is capitalist America, and that's I guess our jobs as uh, consumers to just consume everything. If we want to buy it, we just buy it, right? I don't know. There's I, no I ethical consumption under capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. And we are back. Hopefully they were good. If not, don't buy. Yeah, I guess, you know, I make your choice. I did have a good one the other day when I was listening. What was it? I went to go, like, find. I don't remember what I was find. I was trying to find, like, a timestamp on something, so I was re-listening. Okay. And I, I it was a really good ad, whatever it was. I was like, damn, good for us. I had a, a Pete Davidson Smartwater commercial. Oh, hell yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, I also had like, one for Julie, which is the, um, it's not exactly like plan B, but it's similar. And I was like, this is what we like. So Julie, not the call before you dig company. I don't know no? what that is. Julie, is that it's like thing? a, I guess, apparently, <laughs> I don't know what this Julie, Julie is like plan B. It's like a safer. It's like plan B, I think. I think so it's, it's you like can plan order it C? in the mail though, so like in com- in um, states that are rude, you can order it via the mail and it's legal. I think I don't know. I'm not giving legal advice. Anyways, go raise an anime. We're going off go the rails. Raise an anime. All right. So, who should we talk about now? Should we talk about a little bit of the? Um, the merger situation, or do you want to talk about one of yeah? Let's either. talk merger, Weber, Cali. Okay, all that perfect. Good, good. 
So the next episode will pretty much just be a bloodbath of Thatcher and fucking penis man. Meredith and Mark and yeah. Love it. Also, we need to point out the opening scene with these guys. 6 a.m. is when their alarm went off, and it was one of those old alarms where the radio turns on right away. Did yeah. you have one of those growing up? Did you well, have a... there was one in my house. I didn't use okay. it. My parents used it. I remember I had one of those iHomes. Oh, that's uh, what I had. Yeah, so I had one of those iHomes. But for some reason, every time I would have it on the dock charging, ready to go with music in the morning it would default to a radio station and I would set it up all the time. It never really worked. It was like a hit or miss. I would either mm-hmm. get like beastie boys sabotage to wake up in the morning, or mm-hmm. I would get some fucking uh, radio station saying it's 7 a.m. And you got to hit that traffic today. It's really looking bad on the Dan Ryan going uptown to Chicago helicopters in the sky. I'm not going to keep doing this guys. I'm not going to keep going with that bit, but you get what I mean. It was wild to see that throwback and see a radio waking them up in the morning. One time I had <clears throat> thought I had it put on a nice song to wake up to. And I had accidentally selected the, theme song from the saw movies <laughs> <laughs> that was very jarring it was not a good way to start my day oh um, gosh i've actually seen all of those movies oh really they're yucky they're they were not as scary as they were yucky no they're just gory i like the puzzle of it like i like to try and figure yeah. out the twist that's what i like about them but I I look away for a lot of it. The first um, first time I ever saw any of those movies, there was a a girl that was interested in me and invited me over to her house and her friend was there. I didn't know she was interested in me, but the other girl was cute, so I was making moves and then she ended up leaving because I was making moves on the other girl and that girl and I watched all the Saw movies together. Well, watched the movies. <laughs> well, you know, you know. From what I remember of the Saw movies, although the first ending, movies. it's true. The ending of the first one did blow my mind. There's an Aziz Ansari bit about it where he's like, everyone's like, oh, that's such a great twist. It's such a great twist. And he goes, well, I didn't want to watch the movie. So I went on Wikipedia and I read the summary, but I stopped before I got to the last paragraph. And then I fast and then I got on YouTube and looked up, saw one ending. And let me tell you, I did not see that shit coming. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Anyways, um, fucking bears in this episode, dude. Yeah, that's wild. Um, okay, Weber. So it starts. Well, it doesn't start. Start, but early on we see, um, Weber in the like conference room with all the attendings, and he's like, "The hospital needs leadership." <laughs> They're like, "Bro, that's you." Yeah. <laughs> Your leadership. It starts with you. Um, and so then he's like, oh, the Mercy West people are going to be here in three days. So buckle up, everybody. Yeah, it was. So here's the thing. I have been through a merger with a company. Yeah. They have the information completely set in stone before they even tell people. It yeah. seems like Weber is making it up as he goes. Yeah. I'm just He's confused. like, I just don't have any news to share. It's happening three days from now. We'll figure it out in three days. All right, guys, we'll we'll kick yeah. that can to the curb. But I have these Danishes. Yeah. Oh, fucking Mark. So funny. Mark and Derek are funny in this episode. 
But they have the the conference room situation going on, and everyone starts asking him questions. And he has no answers, just none, just absolutely none. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't have any answers. I know you have questions, but I don't have any answers. There will be more cutbacks and more layoffs. Uh, that scene where uh, Mark is like, oh, he's got good Danishes, though. And then uh, Derek's like, you know how many nurses got fired for that Danish? And the way yeah. Mark just Mark's got a lot of physical comedy going on in this episode. Yeah. It's it's good. good. Episode. Damn, I love Mark. Yeah, he he definitely is. He's he's right up right up there right now. I think he's like my, 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 my favorite character. Yeah, probably. Um, but even leading up to some of those last scenes, we get a lot of Cali and Arizona dialogue. We also, I think we finally got that Weber did fire Callie. I don't think we had that officially up to this point. Yeah, it was weird. But, um, yeah, she kept saying, I have to go ask him for his job back before, like, after he's fired me already. So, I, I guess him saying there's not a job for you is her getting fired. I don't know. Well, I'm led to believe in my personal interpretation of it is I'm led to believe that she went off on him in front of the hospital. And then later he came back and was like, yeah, you fired. Uh, you can't be doing that. You yeah. made me look like a fool. And then Kelly probably said, but you do that for yourself already. I mean, that's, that's my truth. That's what I hope she said. Yeah. Um, and then. Um. When she's walking with Arizona through the babies, and she's like, I can just open up a daycare. And she's like, ew, that one just spit. Ew, babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, babies yeah, are not for everyone. talking about it to Arizona, and over and over, and Arizona's like, just fucking do it. Like, you keep talking about it, just do it. And then they go have their little lunch in the park, and uh, Arizona's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, there are other things about this merger that suck, and you, I, like, I just want to have a moment where we are just together and, like, not thinking about this awful merger. And you won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> also, that that view can't be real, right? Like, that's got to be some sort of AI-generated green I screen. I think it was it, maybe a green screen, but it was nice. But can't it, if anyone out there is in Seattle or, or from Seattle, if there's a spot where you can overlook the city and see, I believe it's Mount Rainier. Is that the big, the big yeah, one? That's, that's that's the one there, I think. Uh, where's Mount St. Helen? Is that Washington? Up your butt? Oh. It, sometimes it feels like there's mountains <laughs> up my butt. Uh, what's going on? You need to t- call a doctor, maybe? Yeah. Hemorrhoids. Just a lot of hemorrhoids just exploding out of my butt. I'm just kidding, guys. I don't have hemorrhoids. But I use the cream as a proactive substitute. Um, Nothing. I'm trying to find where it is. <laughs> I thought you were actively... about your hemorrhoids. <laughs> Gosh, my non-hemorrhoids. Yeah, my my femoroids. So the the scene that 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 part got me when she was like, I lost my favorite scrub nurse. They were able to we worked together for what, like eight or ten years or something like that. Long time. Knew my every move. And then she said, and also this kid hemorrhaged out and died today. Like I it just sucks. This is all bullshit. Can we not talk about this? And Callie's yeah. trying to show her this list, a 50-point 50 list. 50 things. You 50 think Weber is the kind many. of guy? Yeah, Weber's not the kind of guy that's going to let you sit there and get all 50 of those points out. He's going to yeah, cut you off after three. Points. 
like I have no doubt that there are 50 reasons to hire her, but like that's too many points. Calm down, please. Yeah, any 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 time I've ever been in a leadership role, if you feel of a 50 point presentation, I don't want to hear it. Give me give me your favorite two. Yeah. Ooh, that was a big one. Big one just came out. <laughs> was that a toot? No, no, no. no. Uh, my, my nose, my nose blowing. <laughs> but she gets, um, she gives her. Oh, do you have where Mount St. Helena's? Oh, they're both in Washington State. Oh, okay, all right. And oh yeah, butt. Seattle is Seattle is Washington. Gosh, I'm fucking dumb sometimes. I said I think that one's in Washington. I was like, did you think Seattle was a state? <laughs> no, I just forget. Sometimes I think that Portland and Seattle are in uh, opposites. Oh. Portland, Washington, Seattle, Oregon. Oh, Portland, I see what you're saying. Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. Up. Yeah, I, I might get them mixed up every once in a while. I see what you're saying. No, they're yeah. both in Washington. Interesting. So, but then, yeah, uh, Arizona gives at the end. She's like, just fucking do it because then he'll give you a yes or a no and then we'll know. Yeah. yeah. But like, I need to know if my girlfriend's moving to Cleveland, which, which I like when people say just like either it will or it won't and then we'll figure it out versus, oh, it'll be fine. Like it'll be right. fine to me is so condescending, and it's just like, because what if it isn't? Yeah, and I'm just like, you don't know that anything's going to be okay. You can't just make that declaration. I hate it when people do that. Like, and I know there are a lot of people who don't have anxiety, so you probably truly just believe everything will be okay. But like, as I can speak for myself, having wild like needing medication anxiety, like it oftentimes does not feel like everything will be okay. And when people just say, oh, everything will be okay, it feels like they're being super dismissive. So yeah. I understand I can look at it as like it generally is coming from a good place, but it's kind of like telling someone to calm down when they're mad. Yeah. Like uh, when people are like, oh, just don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, thank you. I had not tried that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why has no How one told did, me that before? <laughs> you know, all the Googling that I've done, they never once had an article about just forgetting about it. It's so just crazy. don't worry. The argument to me when people are like, well, if you can't control it, why worry about it? That, that truly boggles my mind. Like, I, that's why I'm worried about it. Because I, it's out of my, like, if I could control it, I would fucking be controlling it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see both sides because I, I kind of uh, ebb and flow in and out of those things. Uh, I remember, oh man, like when Jessica was doing her C-section, I was like just dying in the other room, right? Mm -hmm. Because, hey, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. But it did help me worry a little bit less of like, well, whatever happened, it's going to be fine. It's it's all going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, Carmen, shut the fuck up, you condescending dick. Sorry, Carmen. Yeah, it's wild. Brains are fun. Yeah, brains are brains are fun. So, anyways, love love Cali in Arizona. Although I just don't understand why Cleveland is the only option. Like I don't understand. There's got to yeah, be something closer. I guess because like Mayo Clinic is there, and that's like one of the top hospitals. Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess that's that like sense. why they keep saying Cleveland specifically. Or maybe she knows someone. Oh yeah, in Cleveland. So maybe she like has an in or something. I'll tell you. I love I love all you people who are you know listening here, and you're living in Ohio. But no amount of money would make me move to Cleveland. I, it just doesn't. It's not yeah. happening. I'm good. As a White Sox fan, I can't do that. I can't go live in Cleveland. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Alex and Izzy's situation? Or is there anything else you want to add with Cali, Arizona, Weber? Um, 
Oh, the end scene with, with Weber and Callie. Oh, yeah. The important one. <laughs> the, the, the big one. The yeah. resolution <clears throat> is all. Um, yeah, so Callie goes in to the conference room as Weber is sitting there amongst the pile of Danishes just staring out. So disappointing. I would have taken three or four of those to go. I would have taken the platter. <laughs> I got an apartment on a plastic platter. Lids going on. It's going to my house. Yep. I there need we breakfast. Go. All right. Throw a little bit of saran wrap on there to get it home. Yeah. So he says, she walks in and says, are you okay? And he says, I have responsibilities to make this hospital the best medical facility it could be to repair what I have broken, even if it was 20 years ago. If I am now the bad guy, if I am the villain here, well, so be it. And she's like, this must be really hard for you. And then he says, thank you. And she was like, well, I was gonna, I'll go. I'll see you later. And then he says, go see HR tomorrow. Tell them you're unattending and you need a new badge. So resolution. And a good one. Yeah, finally, finally, Weber, <laughs> because he can just make any decision he wants, yeah. just decides. Uh, but you know what? They need a good person. And I'm sure that she's making less than the attending who's there now because they said he's he's an old dinosaur and guy. He's probably, probably making a shit ton of money. Significantly more. Right. So if he's looking at it from a fiscal responsibility standpoint, yeah, Callie's the right choice. Uh, you know, all those dinosaurs are probably. But also, getting at no cut. point has anyone asked him if he's okay. So he's maybe he's just rehiring her because he's like, look, someone who's pretending to care about me. I don't. I don't think that she pretended. No, to she's care. not pretending. Someone who cares. Uh. It's it, it is coming from an, an, uh, a unique place, and I think it probably means a lot to Weber of, hey, I I fired you and you're still coming and saying you good, bro. And that yeah. means a lot. It's a, it's a high integrity person. You want a high integrity person around. Yeah, for whenever sure. you can make that happen. And but yeah, he's like, go to HR and get your fucking badge. Let's do this shit. Let's party. Which she deserves. Party in ortho. Also, think about think about uh, like the ramifications from a TV show representation representation standpoint. They mm-hmm. have a woman who is gay as an attending in their 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 seniority level for the hospital. That's dope. Yeah. So good on you Two, for because multiple. Also Arizona. Oh, that's right. Well, uh, she's an attending. Mm-hmm. Okay, my bad. Remember, she replaced. With that guy who fell down dead. That's right. I forgot. I forgot she was an attending. Mm-hmm. So, so love it. Yeah. Good episode with Callie in Arizona. Um, they're still good. They're still cute. Callie's back. We don't have to listen to her worry about not having a job anymore. At least. Did I predict she was leaving the show? Yeah. I predict did. she's staying. I predict she's staying. Okay. I predict cool. that she's going to be an attending and she's going to go tomorrow to get her badge from HR. Cool, as she was told to do. Yeah, I predict that she's going to follow through and not get into a car accident on the way there and die. Okay. Um, I don't think you predicted she would get in a car accident and die. You did predict that she was going to leave the show and leave Arizona, but then Arizona was going to leave to go with her, maybe? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I think Han's going to come back and try to break them up. Bye. Tomorrow, before she goes to HR. How is she going to try and break them up is what I mean. Oh, she's just going to strip nude and do the naked, the naked, uh, I really the thought you were going to say by having a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to set you up for it. 
but the threesome wouldn't break them up. Oh, with Mark. Oh, threesome. Well, they break, they break up Lexi and him too. Wow. Han's coming in and really doing some damage. And then Bert comes back and has sex with Han and then they break up. No, that was a, that's a, he, it's a series, it's a series show wrap on, on Preston. Um, yeah, I think that was it for Cali and Arizona. Um, I think we've got some more time to talk about one other sh- smaller storyline. So I'm thinking either we could talk about the Chris, uh, the Christina storyline just in general, like her, she had a good, you know, redemption arc, but she had kind of like a weird episode, but also Izzy and uh, Alex have an interesting dynamic going on in this episode here um, with their living situation. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bear. Also. <laughs> okay. Let's back up a little bit. Alex is trying to get ready for the day. They're, this they is unrealistic bullshit. This is fucking dumb. They don't dumb. have towels. Yeah. They, he's using like paper towels and napkins. Dish rags to bathe. Um, he is brushing his teeth and the water doesn't work. So he takes an old beer can and swishes it around and spits it out with his tooth toothpaste mouth. Then he opens the door and there's a bear and he screams like a little girl and goes back inside, which is fine. And the appropriate which is what reaction. I would I would do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to move and Izzy's like, we barely make 30,000 a year. Now here's my question. What? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Are they saying that individually they both make separately 30,000 or total? They, as a couple make barely 30,000 a year. Cause I find, well, I find both of those hard to believe. Now I have, to my understanding, when they're interns, that's a little more accurate. But like at this point, they're residents. You, they are residents. Like they are established ish. I'm just confused. They're they're second years, right? They're third years because they said oh. that Lexi's a second year now. Let's see, average third year resident salary, major hospital, major hospital. <clears throat> it's so the average medical resident salary this is illinois this is pulling it from illinois excuse me <clears throat> so sorry as of november 27th 2023 is 59,785 dollars but the range typically falls between 53 to 66,000 i'm concerned where there are 30 uh, even inflation is not double even 10, if you say like, later. oh, financially, there's problems with the merger. No, this makes no sense. I don't what how, and they have they don't have a living expense like they don't. They're not paying for where they live. Right. So what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't wedding. understand. Izzy doesn't have debt from from medical school that has been established. So, so many questions. The thing that's interesting, too, is so residency salary by year. The AAMC notes that the average year one salary is around eight fifty eight thousand, while the average year eight salary is seventy seven thousand. Also, I'm just confused. Eight years as a doctor and you're making seventy five grand. That's it. You're out here saving lives. That's it. Are they sal- They're hourly, right? Because they get they can get overtime, right? I have no idea. 
Man. I thought it was billed like by patient, by procedure. Oh, man. I don't know. It says that on average. I wouldn't say they're hourly. I don't know, man. Uh, Alicia, you do. You know about medical billing. (laughs) Help. Yeah. But don't bill us because we can't afford it. (laughs) Please. But yeah, if you're if you're in the medical field, I'm I'm curious. But also the eight year resident thing that's kind of that's kind of wild to me. Is that I guess if you're an intern while you're still going to school, right? You're a med student. No, I think. And then you're an intern after. You're an intern after you graduate. So four four years as a med student, and then when you graduate, you're an intern immediately. So that's your fifth year. Yeah. So let's assume that's twenty. Uh, twenty two. Eight years as a resident, you're now 30 years old, roughly. Or No, 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 because you're 22-ish when you graduate college. That's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, 22. And then you go to med school, which is another three to four years, probably. So, oh, uh, oh, so so med, sc- med school is, is not the bachelor's. It's education, post. No, because it's a doctorate degree. Got it. You're right. You're right. I, I did know that. That was in my subconscious, buried deep. Uh, okay, so 22, you graduate with a... Uh, a pre-med, pre-med bachelor's pre-med, some kind of science degree right and then you have another let's say let's say conservatively four years so you're 22 26 years old now mm-hmm. and you're graduating from med school and then you're a an intern for a year mm-hmm. yeah so 26 to 27 now 27 years old then eight years later you're 35 and and you have had a three percent raise. You're 35 years old, buried in student debt, making seventy five thousand yeah. dollars. And then you hope that you're really really good, and you become Derek Shepard or Mark Sloan, and you're making millions of dollars a year after that. Yeah, sounds crazy sounds <laughs> to me. Questionable. Yeah. Again, in case we haven't harped on this enough, there are problems with our healthcare system in this country, and that falls all the way back into the way that. Doctors and nurses have to be trained and have to pay all this money. So then they have to recoup that money somehow. So we have to, uh, it's just all messed up. Yeah. Also, if we totally. Hellscape. Yeah. If we butchered that timeline, by the way, like just shoot us a quick email to grazeacademypod at gmail.com and talk to Kelsey about it. We, we are ill-informed on on some of these things, but we try. Not go to medical school. We also did no no research on this. (laughs) Yeah, we just we just did a quick Google search on this, and this is what happened. Got on the Doctor Google. Yeah. So, anyways, Alex and Izzy, the airstream is a mess. They're clearly not having a good time. And Alex's first, well, first off, he 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 throws a stake and beelines for the car. The bear doesn't give a fuck about the stake. He wants the human. Although Izzy's first reaction was, "That's that's a ten ounce fillet I've been marinating for three days. Love it. Classic." Great delivery on that. Yeah. I would love a filet. Let me say that. I know. I'm like, oh, do I want steak for dinner? I might. We went to Ruth Chris Steakhouse for our anniversary. Ooh. Ooh, was it delicious? Oh, my God. I have never had to work so little to consume a steak. Like, I didn't even have to, like, push when I was cutting it. I just, like, rest the knife. It was like butter. And then you Did go, you get a filet? Like, yes. Yeah. Did Michael so also get a filet? He got a filet and a lobster tail. Ah, oh, classic. Because he classic. thought about getting just a lobster. But it was $56 per pound for the two and a half pound lobster. So he opted for just the tail as an add-on to the steak. Yeah, that's the best. When we were at the boathouse, I did the ribeye 
and I added on the lobster tail yeah. and like treat yourself because sure. work was paying for the first half of it. I'm paying <laughs> for the second half. Um, no, love that. I, I'm not usually a huge filet fan, but only because I need like a pound and a half steak to fill me up and filets don't come that, that big. Yeah. So anyways, dangerous. What's, what's the saying for bears? Uh, if it's black, turn your back. If it's brown, lie down. If it's white, you're dead. <laughs> Something like that. It's like the first two are catchy and the third. Because if it's a polar bear, you're fucked. You're dead. They're one of the most aggressive. They will yeah. eat anything. They don't give a shit. Brown, if you lie down and play dead, they're not interested. And if it's black, you have to run away. Turn your back. For legal reasons, we have no idea what we're talking about. So this oh, absolutely. Not count as real advice. This is not survival advice. This is just all speculation and hearsay. Um, but yeah, brown bear. No, that's don't fucks not with the bears. Me. Um, and then Izzy sees it at the end. But they, she did not believe him. She's like, oh, she was like, are you sure it wasn't a deer? I'm sorry. <laughs> if you think your husband is stupid enough to think that a deer is a bear, then that is not a person you should be okay being married to. Or being doctored by. Like, a, what the fuck? A good point. Yeah. This man is so dumb that he could <laughs> see a deer and think it's a bear. Let him cut you open. No. Uh, no, I won't. Gosh, that's so funny. That's it. Yeah, that's that's wild. But I well, the, the thing that was crazy to me, and it was it was a good kind of in passing scene. But she's like, he he wanted to move back to Meredith's, and she had said, "I don't want to do anything that's moving backwards. I can't." Yeah, which I is get fair. It. And then when he so he gets a tick, which I'm not. I've never had a tick. What is that like a right? Like what? Why are you? Are you, should I have gotten a tick? I'll go find so one. So many ticks growing up. I mean, did you play outside? It's probably a, it's probably a regional thing. Honestly, like I grew up, the back of my house was forests, and so we would just always be playing in the woods growing up. Oh and no! So I'm sure that's why I had them. No, and I I uh, I don't know enough about ticks. I don't know if it's like once they latch on, they're like they're not crawling around looking for the best spot. They just latch, and they're like, I'll, yeah. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. So I have a fear of them going onto my, my penis or my butthole because I wouldn't well, know. I don't know how they would have gotten there, but. But Lyme disease is also like a big because I guess Lyme disease is when you, you scrape off a pick on ac- a, a, a pick, a tick on accident and the head gets in there and then it deteriorates. And that's the that's the Lyme disease. No, I think Lyme disease they just carry. So if they have oh, okay. someone else's blood and then they in yours, I think they just carry Lyme disease. Um, hate that. Luckily, Lyme yeah. disease is treatable. Yeah, but apparently it's there's multiple strains, and the typical doctor's office only tests for the most common. So you can test negative for it and then still have this undiagnosed chronic illness. And then I uh, was reading about someone who finally got, like, really intense blood tests done because they, like, could not figure out what was wrong with her for years. And it was a different strain of Lyme disease. That's crazy. Yeah. They need a doctor house on that one. She had tested for Lyme disease at her doctor's office and it was negative. So wild. I couldn't imagine living in a, in a trailer like that. Yeah. Alex sums it up. He's like, I, I like plumbing. Like I enjoy plumbing so much, so much, so much. Uh, and it's just so funny because it's, it's real. That's how I feel. It's why I don't love camping. 
I will go out and I will do a log cabin and I yeah. will go, yeah. I will be out in the woods. I will swim in the river. I will throw a life jacket on and I will, I will go out there and have fun. And I'll walk across a, a river completely, which I have done before. Almost lost my dad to the current, which is not a made up story. Um, <laughs> old man walking, getting in the stream there, the river, uh, the Wisconsin river. And, uh, I will go out, I'll fish, I'll, I'll make a fire. I will, do all the outdoor stuff. But at the end of the day, I want to go back home. I want to shower and I want to sit in that AC. That's it. Yeah. So I get it, Alex. I feel it. I feel you. So I wonder where they're going to live. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. What's your prediction for Alex and Izzy just in general? Also, because, yeah, they pull the tick off of him. It's gross. But Christina does it and it's funny. When they're in the lunchroom table, he is panicking. He is fully go. He's having a meltdown. Get it off me. Get it off me. I would yeah. too, though. Yeah. My prediction is they're not going to move back to, to Meredith's. But it is Derek's Airstream. I predict that they're going to get an apartment. Yeah. They're going to get an apartment somewhere. Um, maybe in the same building as Mark and Lexi and... Uh, Callie and Christina, same building. They'll all be in the same building. So uh, okay, well, cool. We'll uh, we'll put a pin in it, and we will finish the episode in just a few minutes, starting with everyone's favorite segment. 